Hello and welcome. Pour yourself a bowl of cereal, grab a spot on the couch, and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas. I'm your host, Jax. And I'm AJ. And we're back with another tale from the 90s. Mm-hmm. A few weeks ago, we decided, let's watch some, an old favorite that came we out... We thought the- was an old favorite, but turned out to be not so much an old favorite. Well, when we were younger, it was a favorite. Mm-hmm. Now it's just kind of... And it doesn't hold oh, up as well. Yeah, oddly enough, you know, the thing is, for when I was a kid, I only saw this a couple times. It wasn't really a favorite for me. I loved the original, because we're talking about a sequel here. Mm-hmm. But this one, not so much. Uh, I, well, I think it... Rose-colored glasses, that's what I'm going to call it. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, I love the original. I must have loved the sequel, because I remember it very well. Yeah. Uh, we should probably stop being around the bush and actually tell you what the movie is. The movie is... <laughs> Wayne's World 2. Yes. Wayne Stock. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so those who don't remember the movie, I told you the big clue. Wayne Stock. This is the sequel... To Wayne's World 1, obviously. Which, if you have not seen, shame. Yes. Um, shame. It is based off an old Mike Myers skit. Or, not Mike Myers. Mike Myers... Saturday Night Live skit that had both Mike Myers and Dana Carvey involved. Yes, about these two... Young slackers. Young slackers live at home with their parents. They don't really have much ambition. Mm-hmm. They produce their own public access cable television show out of their basement. Mm-hmm. These days you would call them YouTubers. Yeah, essentially that's what they are. They are proto YouTubers. Yes, but they actually had to put more work. So they had to go through public access and all this. And they had to go through the filming and the mix boards that a lot of kids don't even know what those are anymore. No, because you don't need any more of the technology we have these days. Yep. Um, and the first movie there's. Conflict. There's Wayne gets a girlfriend. There's yeah. Generally, first movie is about Wayne getting his show popular and then deciding he doesn't want that popularity, and hilarity ensues. Yes. So the sequel. Mm-hmm. Wayne has moved out of his parents' basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't know what to do with his life, and he has a dream and decides to hold a rock festival called Wayne Stock. And hilarity ensues. Yes. Only not so much, but we're going to go into why that is, which is not what, why we usually say, mm-hmm. right after these words from some fellow podcasters. Yay. Hi, I'm Cecilia. And I'm Randolph. And we host a weekly podcast called Happily Never Equal. We? You host? I just call people out on their nonsense. <laughs> okay, but we both try to help, right? Yeah, sure. So each week we take questions submitted to Reddit about relationships, family, and marriage. We also answer questions sent to us by listeners. Right. So how can folks find us, dear? If you listen to podcasts on your phone or tablet, you can find us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio as Happily Never Equal. And if you're an old fart like me and you use your computer, you can find us on happilyneverequal.podbean.com or on the YouTubes. Is that it? That's it. Okay, husband, you have a good week. And wife, you behave. Every year, new TV shows get canceled. Some make it an entire season, and some don't even make it that far. I'm Ed, host of Unaired, where each week we review a show that was canceled with episodes left unaired, then pitch our ideas for what could have been future episodes of those shows. We've covered shows like Cavemen, the show based on the Geico Cavemen commercials, the ill-fated 2011 Wonder Woman pilot, a show called Look Well, where Adam West plays an aging TV detective who thinks he can solve real crimes, and many more. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, unairedpodcast.com, or wherever you download podcasts. 
And remember, some things are better left unaired. And we're back. Yes. So now, usually when we say anti-hilarity ensues, we just mean things happen. We say this when we're talking about horror movies and sci-fi movies and things that are not comedies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's tongue-in-cheek. This time when we say and hilarity ensues, it's because it's just not that funny. No, it's not. A lot of this movie really doesn't hold up well. And the thing is, this movie came out right around the time when when SNL, uh, was it SNL Film Productions, I guess is what you'd call them, um, was trying to... was. Getting a, lot, getting a lot of their old properties and a lot of their sketch ideas and turning them into movies. And some of them were very successful, i.e. Wayne's World 1, Coneheads. Let's see, there was Superstar at this time. No, Superstar was later. Was later, okay. Superstar was about late 90s. Late 90s, okay. This was more mid-90s. This is mid-early 90s. Okay. Because the original Wayne's World, I think, was 91 or 92. Then Wayne's World 2 was probably around 94, 95. 93. December 90, of 93. 93, okay. When was Wayne's World 1 then? Oh, that I don't have the number well, for. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll just continue. There, but, like I said, there were a lot of really great movies that SNL put out there around that time. Go ahead. 92, so just one year later. So they rushed out this second one. Yeah, which it Which it shows. And it... It gave me the same feeling that I remember having when I watched the third Austin Powers film. Mm-hmm. A lot of recycled jokes. Yep. And a lot of references to things that people aren't really going to get. Like, it, for example, the Jim Morrison naked Indian thing. Mm-hmm. It's off of something. I don't remember what. But I do know that this is a reference to something. The original Wayne's World, there, there was some jokes that were made... In that time, mm-hmm. for that time period. Yeah. But for the most part, it was universal themes like hang out with your friends, trying to get popular. Ow, I fell on my keys. Yeah. Stuff like that. This one, we're, we're getting more topical, we're getting more meta references. We're, they basically rushed it so much that no one really proofread it, and mm-hmm. so it's fine to us, let's not go further. Yeah, and there's a lot of like really strange choices in this movie, like the whole Garth turn. With getting with um, not Heather Locklear, but the um, uh, but some other um, very attractive blonde woman that is is that he starts dating and having sex with, and it turns out she's married and wants him to kill her husband, and it's just like it, it, it's a really odd choice. Yeah, I, I mean it, it's the be- I mean I like that it's the it shows the best of Garth's character when he's kind of manipulated into almost doing it, and then walks as soon as he walks out the door and realizes. I'm out of here. Yeah. And that was the thing, though, because this movie is literally Wayne's world. Mm-hmm. Most of the other secondary characters were not given... Any time. Any time, any development. Uh, Garth's main thing was with Honey Hornet or whatever. Her name yeah, was. whatever that attractive woman, blonde woman's name was. Yeah, and she... It was interesting for a bit, because, like, okay, Garth finally gets a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But it was so so odd for him. Like, mm-hmm. there was never any motivation besides her. Well, the motivation we learned was her wanting Garth to kill her husband. Mm-hmm. But you think she would have chosen someone competent to do that. You know what this movie missed? <laughs> Wayne's World had that one scene that everyone remembers. Everyone will, sit, will look back at Wayne's World and they will think of, and I'm fairly certain I'm right in this, 
will think of the one scene where they're all in the car singing Bohemian Rhapsody. And headbanging. That bought that song. Get that song a new life. Yeah. This movie doesn't have that kind of scene where just everyone goes, oh yeah, remember that? And the soundtrack, actually, because I know the first... The soundtrack sucks to the second one. In the first one, because they had the Queen song. First and one, then they had there Queen, was, Alice Cooper. Well, there was the scene where he, when he first sees Cassandra at the club, mm-hmm. and Dreamweaver starts playing. Right. You also think of that song. Um, there's Ballroom Blitz, which yeah. is originally by Sweet, that, but their Cassandra band, Cassandra's band is singing that at the end of the movie. And, and during that scene as well. She, her band is singing it as well. There was? You know, she, yeah, she's singing Ballroom Blitz, but then he starts hearing Dreamweaver oh, over over it. There's so little of Ballroom Blitz, I really don't hear it. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like... And the thing is, it took me years until just recently to realize, oh, that's that song is Ballroom Blitz. Yeah. but So, there's these great moments you remember from the movie mm-hmm. wrapped around the songs. It's almost like the film trailers that DC is trying to recreate mm-hmm. <laughs> with using these classic songs... Except the first movie did it well, uh-huh. and it makes it memorable. The second movie, they really didn't have those they tried music to re- cues. Yeah, they tried to revolve it around music, but there was no real music to be found. You got a little bit of Aerosmith in a concert at the beginning. And, and then stay at the end as well, but you didn't have those big moments. And then they parodied The Graduate and mm-hmm. uh, some other movies, which they always do. But Yeah, they parodied The Graduate, but I mean, it didn't really fit, I didn't think, within the storyline. It like the okay, let's put it this way. How weird was it that Cassandra was all of a sudden marrying him? There was no. There's no build up to her and showing any interest besides he's my manager. Yeah, and then just all of a sudden, boom, they're getting married. Yeah, it's it's like someone had the idea mm-hmm. for a Wayne's World TV show and had all these plot points in their head. We're gonna have an episode where she gets married. We're gonna have this episode here. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're doing a movie instead? Okay, just take all my plot, main plot points and throw them in that movie. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that so much, but I would say it w- it was really disjointed. It had a lot of, like, a segmentation to it. Yeah. And granted, I know the other crew members for Wayne's World, the guys run the camera and such, mm-hmm. they weren't really huge in the first movie. Well, there was two. But they had more lines yeah. in, the, in the first movie, at least. And there was only two of them in this movie. Like, the third one was gone. Did he hurl himself away? I don't know, but then there's, um, but I mean, then you get like, like we said, you get those like throwbacks that no one really cares about. Like for example, it starts off with like one of the be- first throwbacks, other than the Mirth Mobile, mm-hmm. is them going to the drive-through and getting doing the uh, that uh, basically where machine. they're speaking, but they like. Go act like you're talking through a, a badly static speaker to screw with the guy in there in the drive-through. Only the guy in the drive-through knows their order, so it doesn't work. Which I'm sorry, but that's a bad omen for the film if that's one of the first jokes. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Now, but to be fair, one of the first jokes was hey, Garth got his pubes. Well, considering yeah. he's supposed to have no, I really have no clue how they're supposed to be. Like AJ thinks they're early twenties. Got to be early twenties at least. Yeah, I think a little. Bit, I think they're a little bit older, like mid twenties. Mm-hmm. But because Mike Myers and Dana Carvey are not exactly young, yeah, it's it's harder to tell because they don't you don't have those other context clues. Yeah, and you know, and then we have you know, of course, your cameo appearances from characters and other SNL actors and stuff like that. I really uh, liked Ed O'Neill in this. Ed O'Neill had a very short part though. Ed O'Neill had more of a part in the original. He did, but at least he was a shining spot in both movies. Yeah. 
More so in this one because it needed it. Yeah, and then but then you also get like Chris Farley's character who's just I could swear that's the same character that he played in the first one if he was in the first one. He I... was in the first one. He mm-hmm. was he was the guy security guard um, outside the TV station or whatever the place was mm-hmm. where he t- gave no outside the concert where he gives Wayne and Garth all the useless info about the Sharp Records guy. Oh right right. And then this movie he is Rhodey. So he yeah. plays he's plays a different corner IMDb, character. it's different characters, yeah. And I'm like It was a year and a half ago you made this. You can't remember what character you gave this guy? Yeah, and then you have um, Then you have the girl playing it's Pat playing a female version of Garth. So Yay to that. I mean it would have been better almost if they had him end up with her at the beginning. Instead yeah. of that whole other It would have been a better storyline to have him end up have him be with her. And I, I absolutely hate the cliche, but it would have been better, I think, with a liar revealed storyline. Yeah. Yeah, with her, with him, on you know, all of a sudden being found with this other attractive woman, and going back to her and all that. Yeah. That that would have given at least more depth to the storyline. Like the hot woman seduced him, and mm-hmm. like he almost com- he she got him in a compromising position. Mm-hmm. Female Garth Stahl misunderstood. Yeah. And then done Hence something. the liar revealed storyline. Yes. So and then there's the um, you know and and then there's Wayne's storyline. Wayne's Wayne's storyline doesn't really fit with his character. I it mean, makes him a douche. Yeah, and all it is is him trying. Thing is, he, the first movie saw him get successful and then decide not to be successful in that commercial setting. But then all of a sudden, in this one, decide to do a commercial music festival. Yeah. And then. You know, hilarity ensues. Yeah, and he had, like, no bands, and all the bands show up at the end because no, reasons. all the bands don't show up at the end. Aerosmith shows up at the end. That's it. For reasons. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... I'm not expecting it to be, like, you know, ironclad, this is why it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I am expecting them to proofread the script and make sure it's coherent. But this is the early 90s, where it's, it's like... Oh, it's radical. It's extreme. It's just the young kids are gonna love it. Mm, yeah, but see, there's this movie called Airborne from the early '90s about a guy who's like a surfer in California, and his mm-hmm. parents are going off on some research thing, so they send him to Cincinnati, and he then rollerblades a lot, and I it thought, makes more sense than this. I thought for a second you were gonna say Airheads. No, the Airheads was good. Oh, I like the other movie, too. I like Airborne, too. But my point is, that is seen as, like, co- compared to Wayne's World, it's seen on a different caliber. Because mm-hmm. there's no way this other one would have been nominated anywhere near an Academy Award or had oh, an Academy yeah, Award yeah. member in it. Wayne's World, at least, there was a there was a small hope there because it was SNL created. In the original one, yeah. But I'm talking about Wayne's World in general. Like, Oh, you mean they're just to have been good. Yes. Agreed. So it's just... It's but, just, I mean, this was also, I think, the first misstep for SNL films. Because it was... After this, then you get to a lot of other films. Like, you get that one about... Um, Stuart Saves His Family, I think is the name of oh. it. Oh! Then you have other weird stuff like that. Um, like... Oh, here we go. I found a Wikipedia page. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... In 1980, we had the Blues Brothers movie. Yep. Amazing. Um, this is yeah, the first list. Saturday Night Live movie. This is all the Saturday Night Live films. So, Wayne's World came in 92, so mm-hmm. that was the next one. Great. 
Coneheads came in July 93. <laughs> that was released on my birthday. Awesome. <laughs> Wayne Troll 2 came out in December of 93. Mm-hmm. It's Pat came in 94. Yeah, it, Wayne's World 2 is definitely the first of a lot of missteps for SNL films, because it goes Wayne's World 2, It's Pat, Stuart Saves His Family, Blues Brothers 2000, then we get to maybe some better stuff with um, Night at the Roxbury, and then a lot of, some people did like Superstar, but then you get to The Ladies' Man, and then I've heard a lot of people really like MacGruber. Yeah, but there was a 10-year gap between Ladies' Man and MacGruber. Right. So that should just give you an idea. Yep. And then, I mean, let, let's just take a look at the, real quick, just at the Rotten Tomato scores on these films. <laughs> Blues Brothers is at 85%. Should be higher, in my opinion. Yes. Wayne's World was at 85%. Yeah, I'd say it fits there maybe a little higher. Because of, yeah. Coneheads is only 33%. Those people are retards. Yes. The, pardon, the, pardon the term, but those people... Those let, people let, let, do let, not understand. That those people are idiots. Then we have Wayne's World at 60%, which they're saying was better than Coneheads. Eh, no. Then it's, Coneheads was cheesy, but that it was made to be cheesy. It was made to be that kind of right. stupid sci-fi. And it's something that I can still watch, and, well, yes, there are I some still get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Yeah, there's still some data in this, but it makes... Mm-hmm. Even if you don't get the... Even if you weren't around to get some of the references, mm-hmm. the context around it makes it more watchable. Then you have It's Pat at 0%. I never saw and I heard enough to know don't. <laughs> and Stuart saves his family at 30%. I'm actually kind of surprised that's only a little un... You know, I'm surprised that that's only a little under Coneheads because Coneheads was so much better. I know. And then you have Night at the Roxbury at 11% because a lot of people really hate Chris Kattan. <laughs> the, the, the character... I never saw Night at the Roxbury, but the char- from all the bits I've seen... The sketch involved just them beating their head to music and yeah. being stupid. We we and kind of sexual predators too when you think about it. Yeah, they have that rapey vibe. Yeah, and then you know we have Blue Bro- Blues Brothers two thousand, which forty five percent. I don't. Eh, that's about. I think the other ones on this list are a little low. Mm-hmm. But um. Think that one might be a little high. It was so enjoyable. It's just if you compare it to the first, no. Yeah. We're done. Uh-uh. First one, best. Superstar, 32%. Ladies' Man, 11%. MacGruber, 47%. So, truthfully, no movie has hit a good rating since Wayne's World 1. Wayne's World 2 is the third highest at 60%. Yeah. The next highest were Blue Spiders and Wayne's World, the first one, at 85% each. And in my personal opinion, I think Wayne's World shouldn't be the third highest. I do think the third highest should be Coneheads, most definitely. Yeah. So, anyway. So, I mean, it's, it's... We're getting into a lot of, like, numbers talk here, and it's just... It's... I mean, if you love the movie, love me. I mean, there's great scenes in it. I still... Mm-hmm. I, lo- I remember being... When I was younger, I was amused at the scene where they're all spying on Cassandra's uh, manager, mm-hmm. and then end up in a gay club and are singing YMCA. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, okay, that's a little funny bit there. Yeah. You know, thrown in randomly, that's... Precursor to the cutaway gag on Family Guy. Yep. And here and the, here's something really interesting. This movie, like I said, we've talked about it where it's kind of we're we're kind of trying to fill time here essentially because we're trying to talk about how bad this movie is and we're we can't come up with anything. It's kind of hard. It, so we started talking numbers. We're not a numbers podcast. 
we're not numbers people. If you if you saw our bank accounts half the days, you'd understand this. Right. <laughs> but these. Uh, but this movie, I mean, it's 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 hard to quantify because it's just it's not memorable. It really isn't. The only reason it is memorable at all is because it came out so close. To Wayne's World 1. Right. And it's it has those characters you love, and so you just assume, oh, I must have liked this. Or, mm-hmm. or you remember those few scenes, and you either love those scenes, or you can't remember if they're from 1 or 2. So you're like, oh, those are fond. And then you... It's like when we watched Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. Like, oh, yeah. oh. That was, that was depressing. I used to thought... Rose-colored glasses on that one. I used to think that was the funniest shit. Watching it again, it's like, this is kind of awful. I... Maybe we've just either grown better at choosing movies, or Mm -hmm. maybe Hollywood's just become too cheap to make them, but the ones where they rush them through production and don't fact-check the scripts, you know... uh, Well, that that was a... I think that was a real trend during the mid mid to early 90s, was if this was good, let's rush, rush, make a sequel. Uh, Now, instead, we just get more Transformers movies. Yay... Yeah, I mean, hell, they're doing the Kingsman sequel. It's just coming out soon. But um, Kingsman was good, was really good, and yeah, they, they, didn't, they didn't rush this out. This is, exactly. This that's is still my point. a few years since that, the last one. That's my point. Exactly. They took their time mm-hmm. to make sure things were right. Yep. Um, you know, whether it's going to be amazing or not, we'll have to wait to see. Well, and it also helps that Kingsman was originally a comic books, uh, comic book series before this. And there, there was a sequel to the original com- Kingsman comic book. So there's some feedback already there, so they know yeah. what com- works. Yeah. So. And it's, it's suffice to say, this, this we've seen good movies, we've seen bad movies. This really does, for me, fall under the meh movie. If it's on, t- if it's on cable and there's nothing else on, I need background noise. It will go on. Not for me. I, I would just, I would change it right away to something else. But if there's nothing else on, really. If there's nothing else on, I'll turn off the TV and put on Pandora. Ooh, he turns off the TV. That's bad. Oh. This man loves his TV. Yeah, true. For me though, if there's like, I mean, if it's between this and episode of House Hunters I've seen, you'll have to ask me how annoying the couple on House Hunters was. <laughs> yeah. Because that's pretty much where it's gonna be for me. Yep. Um, so I think that pretty much sums up this one. If you, mm. Like usually I say, go check it out. This one, if you have good memories and it's on TV, check it out. Um, See I if it still holds up for you as well. Yeah. It does not hold up for us. You know, you know, and just whatever you do, don't throw your money down on it unless it, you know it was my favorite for you. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, real talk here, I had a copy of Wayne's, Wayne's World, the original movie, on VHS, and I watched the hell out of that tape. That, that tape got worn out. And... That was, you know, you know where that tape came from? Hmm. You remember that promotion that McDonald's used to do where they would sell VHS tapes? No. Uh, there was a promotion for a while where they would sell VHS tapes with, I think, extra value meals for, like, $5 a pop. And you'd get, I think the options were that year, Adam's Family, Wayne's World, and two others that I could not remember. But I know that we, that we bought Adam's Family and Wayne's World from this. Yeah, see... That I did not know about. Um, I did get a movie from Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. I got a VHS tape and a couple CDs from McDonald's, mm-hmm. but no movies from McDonald's. Okay. And one day we'll talk about the weird shit I've gotten from them because 
you're going to love where I got my exercise DVDs from. Yeah. <laughs> but that's for another episode. Yep. Um, but so, just want to say thank you all for tuning in. Everyone out there on TuneIn, Stitcher, Podbean Player, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spreaker, and everywhere else podcasts are streamed. You are what makes this podcast worthwhile, and we won't be here if it wasn't for you. And please remember, if you like this podcast even a little bit, why not become... Bleh, I can talk. Why not become cons- a Patreon sponsor? Yes, there's more information and a link in the tip jar on our website at nonoms.net. That's www.nonoms.net. Um, if you have any comments, suggestions, constructive criticism, so forth, please leave a comment at the blog post. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Some of those are updated more than others, but you give me a lot, you hit me up, I will respond. Um, and oh, yeah. So anything else you have to say? Um, no, but there's nothing else I have to say because now that I thought about Adam's family, I've got the um, MC. No, not the MC Hammer one. The, they do what they do want to do, say what they, they want to say, sing. live how they want to live, play how they want to play, that's how they want to dance, sing in the song, the Adam's family, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, see, he's lucky, because I managed to find the random video of the tag team, whoop, the Adam's family song the other day on YouTube. Yeah, that was awful. Oh, it was totally awful. So, yeah, at least that one's not in your head yet. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, until next time, be excellent to each other. 